one moment that made me laugh in yesterday's Small Seeds call was when we talked about today's story from Matthew. Our kids' Bible didn't include the last couple of verses or the army stuff. When we talked about the man who was thrown out for not wearing the right clothes, when I explained that that was part of this story too, the kids were shocked, right Hadley? Yeah. And the only way I knew to respond was by saying, yeah, I know, right? What is up with this? That's not the God that we know. That's not the Jesus we expect. Why are they throwing people out for not having the right clothes? And so we talked about maybe what the man without proper attire represented in this parable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A reminder that we're all invited to this table, but we're supposed to participate in it, to eat and drink and be merry. And as a parable describing God's kingdom, we're supposed to participate in God's will on earth caring for and loving our neighbors, sharing the good news and joy we find in Jesus, sharing the gifts in our lives as we receive God's abundant feast. It was mentioned in a different meeting this week that we're focusing a lot these days on how miserable we all are. And I'm definitely guilty of that, right? <laughs> you can sit with me, but you need to use your quiet mouse. It's hard to be miserable with this, right? But I am definitely guilty of erring on the side of... Ugh. And it's partly... I know. That's partly because of... 2020 being what it has been, and partly because we're also in the Matthew Gospel year, and you can see from what I, we just read, it's easy for us to kind of feel like there's no right answer, like there's nothing to look forward to. It's easy for us to kind of feel like Hadley, where all the options that were given just aren't the right ones. And because I often preach to myself and because I'm tired, like many solo pastors in our country and in our communities, I'm burning out a little bit too. It's one of the reasons why my family is here with me for worship because they help me to remember that it's not just about making worship happen, but it's about leading and sharing worship together. I'm burning out a little bit with video editing and worship production, taking up more of my time than the parts of my call that I love. And it's hard when you start to feel like nothing is quite right. And even though I'm doing the best I can, it often seems like it's not enough. That's big. And a lot of us are going through those kinds of things these days, feeling like it's hard to find joy and laughter where we need some big distractions to be able to step away like Hadley did. But I'm thankful for our congregation, for our council who want to work hard to support me and to support our worship and our fellowship together, to support our members, our church family. And I'm grateful for reminders that in the midst of our laments, in the midst of sadness at an empty table for all those we invited, in the midst of difficult Matthew texts that 
are a little bit more violent than the kind of parables we like, there is still joy and abundance. There is still a feast being laid out before us. We can have both sadness and joy. And so for today, on a small seed Sunday in the middle of our pledge season, I'd like to invite all of you into a time of joy and thankfulness with me today. Even if it's only for the next few minutes, let's just take some time to celebrate God's joy. The themes coming out of our church this year are working to remind us of that joy and thankfulness. For stewardship, it's around building from our cornerstone, building from the faith and love we've been given in Jesus, building from his ministry and promises, and seeking the abundance of the table, seeking out all of those who are left behind on the streets and alleyways and inviting them into the relationship that we have with God and relationship with us. Today is National Coming Out Day, and like so many of the LGBTQ plus community, I am giving thanks that God reaches out to all those who have been rejected, who have been persecuted, who have been harmed, and God says, get dressed. We've got a party to get to. That's the God I know and love. And that's the true foundation of Christ in our faith, one of love and grace and abundance, not just for us, but for all people, good and bad, inviting us to a table, to a party, to a feast. In our small seeds call yesterday, as we talked about participation in this parable, I asked the kiddos what the most important thing is to do when you're a guest at a feast. The first answer was give thanks. I think Emily's parents have taught her well, for sure because that is a very important part of being a guest at the table. We give thanks, we celebrate, and we rejoice in what we've been given. But very quickly, one of the boys said, well, you eat. You eat at the table. You participate in what's going on. And we talked about communion, about the space in our lives where we come to God's table, wherever that table might be these days, and we give thanks and we eat. We take into our bodies the body and blood of the one who died and rose from the dead for all people to invite you and me to this table together. Those moments, those reminders of joy and hope and abundance are so needed right now. Coming up sooner than I can believe is Advent. With how the rest of this time has gone, I won't be surprised when suddenly it's the first Sunday in December and my hair is finally re-dyed to a new color, blue. I can't wait. I think I'm just going to wait until then. <laughs> Our worship and music team wants December to have the theme blessings. As we give thanks for all that God does for us, as we celebrate every moment of joy we can find, as we look to celebrate the birth of the one who brings us to the table. And so today, rather than going super deep into this parable, I invite you to check out my sermon from three years ago on this scripture. I included the link to listen to that in our description on Facebook and YouTube. But today, today I just want to give thanks to celebrate joy with all of you, to celebrate even those moments where you try and try and finally have to let your kiddo go into the other room, that there's still joy in the midst of caring for someone who's sad. And this last week, I invited many of you through our Facebook and email to send in pictures and stories and comments about what you are finding joy in and who or what you're giving thanks for. And 
there's still time if you want to send me pictures, if you want to comment Facebook comments or um, stories or pictures on our worship today, you are still more than welcome to. I'm going to be putting all of these into a collage probably at the end of this week. But today, together, let's just listen and see all the ways God's abundance can feed us. We give thanks for all the gifts God shares with us for one another as we seek God's joy throughout our lives. Thank you, God, for all of our blessings. From Dorothy, thankful for a day off, sleeping in, nice weather outside in the yard, Harley ride, and no matter what crazy is out in the world, God is still God, playing bass guitar, taking lessons and learning, family and friends, the word. From Barbara C. The deck workers resurfacing the deck are working so hard. From June. I'm thankful that at 83 I'm still able to swim three times a week. My flowers bring me joy. God blesses me every day when I wake up alive and I'm able to get out of bed unaided and get on with my day and I'm able to continue living alone in my own home. I'm grateful that I have a part-time job that I enjoy doing which provides the additional income I need to pay bills, buy jam and jelly for fish every month, other month, and garbage bags for the emergency support shelter every month without depleting my IRA. Pastor Megan brought me joy when she visited me and looked at my Norway album. I know that wasn't this week, but it is important. Hadley brought joy when she showed us her teeth and her mouth. Please give her a hug for me and tell her I said thanks. From Kim M. Perhaps this is the moment for which you have been created. Esther chapter 4 verse 14. This scripture was given to me this past week. The reassurance of that our God has a plan for each of us, even amidst the 2020 experience, gives me such peace, strength, and joy. From Pastor Megan, photos of family, of Hadley and Greg, of her new nephew Rayland, of her goats playing with Hadley and Anna, their puppy dog. From Pam A. Photos of grandchildren and family and friends. And a little snippet from Pooh and Piglet. Hey Pooh. Yes, Piglet. This thing seems to be going on forever. You mean the pandemic thing? Yeah, will it ever end? Oh, I hope so, Piglet. I do too. I miss so much. What do you miss? Hugs, Pooh. I miss hugs. Yeah, it's the one thing the humans were good at. I know, Piglet. I know. We give thanks for the connections with one another through Zoom, on worship, on 
and for our fellowship times, for our educational times, for sharing Christ's peace in Facebook comments and with holding up the peace signs in our videos. Today, we give thanks for the abundance that God gives us, for the love that God shares with us, and for the feast we are all invited to. Shine, let it shine, let it shine.